Yo, Clipzilla, how's it going, bro? Man, not too bad, not too bad, my brother. How you doing, night, Greg? Not too bad, man. You know, uh, got finished watching some Sports Center. You know, finished it off um, on Yahoo Fantasy. Just checking everything out. I'm really excited for this year, man. How about yourself? Oh man, super excited, man. I think this year has a lot of mystery, a lot of uncertainty. Like, I think a lot of players who we may not intend on doing well may do well and vice versa for the guys who are top tier. So I really think, man, just uh, being real strategic is going to play big into this upcoming season. It all depends on how people draft. I mean, let's be honest. There are teams like Cowboys out there, Toby, who's going to pick Dak Prescott with his first round pick. Okay, well, you know what? Let's uh, go ahead and start off and just kind of go from there. So with the first pick of the draft, we got our boy Rob. Uh, Man, you know what? For me, I feel like Rob is going to do the obvious and pick up Christian McCaffrey. You know, that shouldn't be too big of a surprise, I guess you would say. I'd have to agree with that, man. I know last year's number one pick, our first overall pick went to Cameron, his brother, and completely yep. surprised me with the second round pick. But I think Rob is going to go ahead and take yeah, the more strategic route, like you said, like what's going to get me the most points. And you have to take C-Mac, number one. You have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a dude who got a 1,000 on the ground and in the air in one season, man, like he's super reliable. I mean, super fast, quick, shifty, like... You know, he's in a division to where he's going to have a few, you know, hiccups against the Bucks. But outside of that, man, I don't see why he shouldn't have 1,700 all-purpose yards. Do you think Rob is even thinking about taking Najee Harris, though? You know, rookie, Pittsburgh. Absolutely not. (laughs) 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 I I hope not. Yeah, I think the difference with a couple of, uh, I guess, GMs in this league would be guys want to win over support their favorite team so yeah, Rob he'll take the trophy over getting one of his guys so I think he'll do the right move he's going to be their second round too but yeah I think Rob uh, does the smart thing and picks a C-Mac here no doubt man and at number two we got our boy Ethan and so with me I think he's going to roll with Derek Henry He's had him a couple of times over the past few years. He's done him well, so I could see him going with uh, what works for him. So I kind of predict, uh, you know, maybe uh, Henry going to Ethan. Dudes are workhorse too, Derrick Henry, and you're right. If it, it feels like every year in the league, Gurky somehow gets his hands on Derrick Henry, and yeah, it's for me at that pick. I'm thinking Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. I think you can go either way for Gurky, man. Um, yeah, it same. De- really depends on if he wants to stay with his, you know, his past picks. Yep. And, you know, one thing that's consistent in our league is everybody has a person who's done them well, so they'll stick with them. So those, uh, I guess, people's kind of cornerstone players are usually on the same rosters. And then, you know, the best of the best players from the previous season kind of get fought over. So. You know, I think uh, one of those two guys will definitely be a sure pick for Ethan this upcoming season. Always competitive, Kirk, is, man. It feels like every year he's he's in the playoffs. If not playoffs, the championship. Ethan is the best at picking boomer bus players, I feel like. Like, his dudes usually do well for him, but 
he picks those guys that they could do horribly and be at the bottom of the league. But you know, uh, Vision most years this year he's in a good one, so you know he won't be able. <laughs> he's not going to be able to Boise State it this year. He's actually going to have to like compete, you know, week in and week out. Man, speaking of that draft order, I need to send an email to the commissioner because I don't know if I'm too happy about about where certain people fell. But you know what? That's for another time. It's for another time. Hey, you know what? Uh, once we go through the order, man, we'll uh, go ahead and pick apart that because I've got some <laughs> thoughts about it too. You know what I mean? All right, man. And we have Trevor at the third pick. Uh, I see Trevor going with... Hmm... I could see him going with whoever Ethan doesn't pick uh, running back-wise. I think he'll pick him up. Not sure if he's going to go with Zeke, a big Cowboys fan, as most of the league is. But I could see him probably going with maybe Cook. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Cook. I mean, he's from Minnesota, you know, born and raised. So, you know, I could see him being a closet Vikings fan and picking up Cook if he falls in his lap. I'm really not too sure about Trevor, man. I think that if this was the year to take Zeke with like a top three pick, I mean, I may have Cowboy syndrome, man, but I really think that Zeke is going to be back to his his rookie form. You know, like what what made everyone fall in love with Ezekiel Elliott? And right. I want to completely forget about last year. Uh, you know, you lose your starting quarterback week five. You're playing with right. three different quarterbacks. Not only that, you're – Offensive line is decimated to where you're playing with like third stringers out there, four stringers. Right. Um, and I think a big, like a big point of concern was the fumbles. I think you brought that up last year. Like oh, those, for sure. those sleeves he wore. I, I, I believe you're right. Yeah, I hope man, he, it's... yeah, go ahead. No, I, I mean, I hope that whoever, you know, caught on to that too was like, look, we're doing no sleeves this year. Um, because that uptick in fumbles was concerning. That's the only thing I'll give him. So maybe that's what drops him into like a top five. But I mean, I wouldn't be mad at Trevor taking Zeke here, man. I really wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad either. I think Zeke is, you know, going to have a thousand yard season. But a thousand yards, as good as it sounds on paper, you know, mm. whenever you do the math, you know, that's maybe 10 points a game here and there, maybe 16. You know, so if you can get a stable running back that can, you know, kind of push it to that 18 to 20 range, I think your team will be in better position. But, you know, um, at the end of the day, if Zeke can get rid of the fumbles, if he can, you know, work on his catching out of the backfield and be just more uh, explosive in the open field, man, I think, uh, you know, he can see his production start to uh, be more consistent. I mean, if I had third pick, I would have trouble deciding. But I, Dalvin Cook, like you said, I'd have to agree with you for Trevor's pick there. Third then we got, we got Toby. <laughs> Toby. All right. So I am going to book Zeke right there. Just Zeke. If Zeke isn't picked by Trevor, then he's going to Toby if I shall. Like, there's no doubt about it. Without a doubt. But, like, for the sake of this, you know, Let's say Trevor does take Zeke here. You know, without a doubt, it's going to be Amari Cooper or Dak Prescott next. And I'm really not too sure who Toby would take right there. But I wouldn't be. I mean, it'd be crazy. But if you had to pick, you would have to go Amari Cooper. If you were to pick a Cowboys player, like Cooper would for sure be the better pick. 
and I hope people out there listening understand who, you know, Toby is exactly. Like, Toby's the guy that has spent, I think, the better part of, like, what, the last 10 years just picking Cowboys solely. So if it's a first-round pick and Zeke isn't there, we saw Dak Prescott go in the second round. Was it first round? I'm uh, not sure. But, but Toby's that guy. Went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, way higher. Way higher than yeah. he should have went. I mean, even, you know, talking about Z or Dak being, you know, a first or second rounder is laughable. But Toby's that guy, man. Uh, so I yeah, do think of him. For sure. You know, I mean, uh, one thing we got to note for the listeners is he has won a championship. So the formula has worked before. So, you know, we got to give him credit where credit's due. Exactly. You know? All right, man. So next we have our boy Kevo. Kevin is interesting, right? So I know he's going to blow this pick for a fact, but who he's going to blow it on is to be determined. I could see Kevin possibly going for Kamara. Um, last year, his team was Breezes. So, you know, he probably watched a fair share of Saints games seeing the damage that Kamara is capable to do in. I think that's likely going to be Kevin's pick, um, or he's going to pick the best available for whatever Yahoo tells him. So those are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old Kevin and Pun strat. Just, just whatever oh, Yahoo yeah. tells him. Yeah. Sorry. Yahoo, uh, yeah, Yahoo, yes, daddy. Tell me who to pick. <laughs> That's a tough choice right there. I would hate to be that pick because you have Kamara there. You have Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb. Hell, even J.K. Dobbins, you know, are all right there. So you you have to be sure to, like, man, like, put your ass off with that pick. Like, you have to, you know, do your research on who's going to give you the most points because the Saints no longer have Drew Brees. Like, is that a for sure, uh, what is he, number five pick? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Like, is the offense going to change with Taysom Hill or uh, I'm seeing reports that Jamie's Winston's going to be the starter, you know? So, yeah. So Winston's going to be the starter. Their uh, top receiver, Michael Thomas uh, underwent ankle surgery. So he's going to be out a few weeks. So without having the number one target, that's also going to affect, you know, any type of consistent wide receiver play they may have. So I don't know, man, I'm iffy about the saints this year. So for me, I probably, wouldn't take him, but I know Yahoo's going to convince Kevin otherwise. So for me, I'm going to book a, yeah, I'm going to book that pick for Kevin. Interesting too, you know, you know, just a little bit more on the Saints is that Sean Payton wasn't too happy with how long Michael Thomas uh, waited until, you know, to get that surgery either. Like dysfunctional locker room. Is it already oh, happening? Yeah. You know, but. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, I was going to say, uh, yeah, man, I totally agree with that. And so Michael Thomas opted to not get surgery back in February. He's like, hey, I, you know, I'm going to thug it out, just kind of rehab and do my thing. Re-injured it during training camp and then and wound up getting surgery. So Peyton doesn't quite have the right to really just kind of be all in his ass about it because if you're a player, the last thing you want to do is get a surgery. I mean, everybody knows the Alex Smith story. The fool had like a flesh-eating virus after, a, you know, getting a very deadly a leg injury. So I think that's in the back of players' minds. They're like, hey, if I go under the needle or the knife, per se, you know, I do have the chance of getting an infection. I'm going to have to rehab. So, you know, if they do have the ability to opt out, 
you know, I can see them, uh, you know, deciding to do so until it's like necessary. True. True. All right, Greg. And who do we have next for the pick? Looks like we got a good old Nick, man. Uh, you know, so I think with that pick, it's safe to say, you know, whatever Yahoo is predicted to draft right there. Uh, I don't think oh, we've seen him at a draft in the past three years. Uh, oh, man. You know what? If I was in his position, I wouldn't go to drafts either. Because, man, <laughs> the trips he goes True. on are, like, epic. I'd, I'd be like, fuck you guys, too. So, <laughs> 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 Look, I can't be mad at that. You're right. You're right. I can't you know, be mad at that. I mean, it may get him traded <laughs> for a uh, underdog that, you know, we've been trying to find a slot for in the league. But, you know, um, I see Nick as a Giants fan. I see him taking Saquon without a doubt. I think that's uh, going to be his guy for the pick. You know, somebody uh, he's been a fan of. And I don't see anybody above him picking Saquon, even though he's probably the most talented. Uh, the injuries are just a big turnoff for me. So I can see Nick scooping him up. I don't even even know what time zone Nick is in. So we could be drafting. His, he's like on the other side of the world, man. You know what I mean? So... I can understand where it is. It, it does get tough, you know, living that yeah. kind of luxurious lifestyle. So I can't be mad at it. You're right. Uh, I'd say whatever, whatever auto draft is on, or like you said, Saquon Barkley. He is a Giants fan, last I remember, though, about him. Yeah. 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 Saquon there. All right, man. The most important pick of the draft is this player right here. Our, our commissioner, the leader, El Jefe. Our Three-time champion. Three-time champ. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, enough of that. Is, yeah. You know, dude's done everything to get a championship. I mean, he'll still candy from a baby. You know, uh, that's our leader, man. Uh, who do you got Chris scooping up with this first pick? That is the tough pick for, for Bonnet right there. Um, I mean... It, it seems like Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb would still be on the table uh, right there, you know, with, with Bonnet's pick. I think he takes right. Nick Chubb, man. I, I, I think that that Bonnet, you know, knows fantasy football, of course. And, you know, he's doing his research and he's, you know, numbers. And I think the best option there is Nick Chubb or Aaron Jones. But I think he goes Nick Chubb. Ooh, I, hmm. That's tough. That's tough. I could see him taking Aaron Jones, maybe. I, yeah, I think he's had Jones on his team before, maybe like his rookie or second year. So I could see him trying to scoop him up, just getting a back that's, you know, been over a 1,000 years the past year. Um, one thing that sucks, though, is the Packers had, like, hella touchdowns from the one-yard line via passing. So Aaron Rodgers is really going to have to, like, put it in his chest this year for, you know, whoever picks him up to be successful. So, yeah, I'm going to go Aaron Jones on uh, Bonnet's pick. But who knows, man? I mean, he can pull a rabbit out of his hat. So, I mean, he might get McCaffrey. Who knows what backdoor trades he probably had under his sleeve. Hmm, man, there's so many trades that we should talk about. But, again, at another time, gotta, yeah. we have to expose the commissioner. But with – with Aaron Jones too, I think there's a little hesitation because of uh, uh, AJ Dillon, right? Is it AJ Dillon? Dillon. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 
So, you know, is it going to be just a, a, a work, a workhorse like Derrick Henry, or are they going to go to like a, a two running back committee? So I, I think that's what scares a lot of people away from Aaron Jones. Um, yeah. But I guess even with Nick Chubb, with a, um, who's the running back there that, that they got from Kansas? Oh, Kareem Hunt. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, Chubb, I've had him a few times in. Dude is super reliable, and he's kind of like an old-school running back, man. He'll have 10 carries for 23 yards, bust off a 40-yard run, and next thing you know, you're at 15 points. Like, a man, super strong and underrated speed, man. Like, I think he has a handful of, like, 80-yard touchdowns. So, you know, once he's in open field, dudes either check out or they're like, dude, we're not going to catch him. So, yeah, man, I'd uh, definitely like to see him on a, you know, good team this year because – you know, he's a solid dude. All right, man. So next, we got Greg. You know, so I can't be giving I, away. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I don't expect you to reveal your pick, so we're just going to skip you all together. <laughs> that way, we don't <laughs> incriminate you. Yeah. Good you know, It's going to be tough for you because this is – you really can't stretch your picks – at this mm-hmm. time, you know, because mm-hmm. I think once you get later in the first round, you get those back-to-back picks, and now you're really starting to dodge the people who are picking behind you, you know what I mean? So I think uh, the later rounds are more important than the earlier picks because if you don't get your guy that pick, he might not be there for the beginning of the second round. So, you know, whatever you do, I think it'll help your team out and. You know, uh, you definitely want to pick the healthiest player available so that way, you know, you can have the best opportunity possible. We're all right there. It seems like me, you, and Bonnet are, like, drafting pretty near each other, which makes drafting that much harder, like you said. Um, Yeah. Because I could have my eye on somebody, and then you could scoop up and take them, you know, with those two back picks. Um, And the same thing with Bonnet. I will say, Bonnet, if you're listening, man, like my choice is going to rely heavily on who you pick right here. So, you you know, whether it's Nick Chubb or Aaron Jones, you know, just know I have my eye on some people. Word, word, man. Awesome. So next we have Chris's B team, a.k.a. Brandy, a.k.a. Dangerous Women, a.k.a. Leader of the Bonnet Household. Who you got her picking up this season? Hmm. Brandy drafts really good. I'll say that. I don't know if that's a product of Bonnet, uh, you know, being in her ear for the drafts. But from what I can remember, she drafts by herself. And so you know, these, <laughs> she does. You know, I, I remember her making it a point to for all of us to understand, like, look, this is my draft, not Bonnet's. Yeah. Like if, if I beat you guys, I'm beating you with with my with my skill. I think she yeah. stays smart here and she gets, you know, if Jonathan Taylor's still there for the Colts. Um who else? J.K. Dobbins, or she can go quarterback, man. I don't know where you know Mahomes is is fall, or um, look. I think she goes Mahomes here, bro. I really do. Think so? Okay. I think she went first rounder Mahomes last year, right? I have to check. Uh damn, I forgot. But Mahomes uh, definitely went first. Damn, I, you know I think Pun took Mahomes first, if I'm not mistaken. Whoever had Mahomes didn't make the playoffs, so let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not very uh, worthy of a first-round pick. Yeah, because uh, I think whenever you use that type of draft 
collateral early. Like Trevor, he picked the, you know, the reigning MVP last year, and it's just so hard to not have any running backs or receivers. Like if you have a badass quarterback, he can have a pedestrian game, and you know, you really don't have a lot of compensation otherwise because you weren't able to get the top running backs or the top receivers. So, you know, for me personally, uh, I think quarterbacks can wait. Uh, number one through 20, I feel like, can get you enough points. So you really don't have to stretch to get a capable QB uh, in a league. See, but Pat Mahomes, man, he's that, he's that intriguing player that everyone's like, is he worth a first rounder? I don't believe he is, but... I mean, like you said, he went to pun first round. He went the sixth overall pick last year. Um, yeah. I just think okay. there's just much better options out there, man. Um, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers led the league in touchdown last year, and he went in the sixth or seventh round. So, you know, you just always have, a, like I mentioned earlier, reliable QBs scattered all over. I think she stays with either – I think she gets Mahomes or Jonathan Taylor right here. <clears throat> but I'm 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 gearing towards Mahomes for Brandy. Okay, man, I you know what I'm a co-sign on that. You know, I was thinking maybe she goes receiver, uh, best available. But you know, I could uh, definitely see her. You know, going the route you mentioned. All right, and next we got myself. I'm obviously not telling you motherfucker shit. So <laughs> I mean, give us uh, three interesting. Well, I guess that's saying too much too. Hmm. Oh, that's way that's way too much. Way <laughs> too much. You know what? Give me oh, your top man. ten right now, Cliff. Actually, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my top ten are going to be Najee Harris, Terry McLaurin, uh, Baker Mayfield, DeAndre Swift, Baker Mayfield. Yep. Uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, let's see who else. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So those are the guys that I'm, you know, circling uh, for my first pick. Yeah, it's always so hard to do these types of, you know, uh, these podcasts because you're like, I want to to give up, you know, I want to give as much information as I can, but I don't want to let, you know, anyone in. Man, so tough. Yeah, man. You know, it's like a pro athlete getting interviewed about the upcoming game. It's like, hey, man, I want to say shit, but, you know, I can't let my opponent have that advantage. All right. All right. You don't have to answer yes or no, but I know who you're eyeing and it's, it's going to be the first wide receiver taken off the boards. Cause I think this is a very, you know, running back heavy. It's always been a very running back heavy league, but you know, we've seen the explosion of, you know, this, you know, dual threat, you know, quarterbacks. Um, yep. And now we're seeing, you know, you know, if, if it was a PPR league, I could see us drafting differently. But since we're standard, oh, for sure, then we'll stay, you know, running backs. But I do think right here, I think you're looking at Devontae Adams, bro. I, that's who I think. Or or Tyreek Hill. Or, okay. You know. Well, I mean, they're both like 99 <clears throat> overall on Madden. So, you know, I, I can't argue with that. <laughs> 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 All right, man. So next we got a rookie in the league. Uh, new contender, uh, you know, fresh blood to the league. Uh, you know, a guy who definitely Fred's a Cowboys fan too, right? God damn, you guys <laughs> fucking multiplying like goddamn fucking gremlins. Holy fuck! Super Bowl this year, bro. I'm telling you, this is the year where, where the Lombardi Trophy is coming back to Dallas. Coming oh, back 100%, to Texas. 100%. <laughs> like, this 100%. Is... This is it, man. I'm telling you, this year is our year. We got Dak healthy. It's happening. 
But with yep. Fred, is I haven't even spoken to Fred in a while, man. Um, I can't remember what what type of fan he is. Uh, Cowboys for sure. Um, yeah, I actually seen him a few weeks ago, and you know, excited about him joining the league. For sure. Um, he claims, and keyword claims that he won the championship in another league. Um, you know, there's no evidence of that. No screenshots. No anything so you know we'll take that with a grain of salt um i think that fred will end up taking and i could see him picking up joe mixon you know that's probably going to be one of the better running backs available at that pick so excuse me so i could see him going with the best available running back or uh whoever yahoo picks for him uh don't think, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of thought into it. You know, I think uh, as a first-year newbie, you know, he's probably thinking shit's sweet. Uh, he's going to find out after a few weeks that it's not sweet. So, yeah, he'll uh, definitely botch this pick and end up getting, you know, whoever Yahoo uh, tells him to pick up. He claims to have won a championship, but that was an eight-team league, Cliff. You know, he, <laughs> he won a championship with his cousins and uncles and like everyone yeah. else. You know, eight eighteen max. But I you know, I really don't know how he's gonna draft, you know. Um I would say <sighs> I'd say another receiver, man. I think another receiver gets taken off right here from Fred. And he takes uh um either Tyreek or Devontae Adams, whoever you don't pick. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Sounds fair. And next we got uh one of the bottom feeders of the league. Somebody with no trophies, limited playoff experience. Uh, CJ2K was one of his picks. Our boy Pun. Hmm. Pun's a very numbers by the guy. I remember him talking to me about drafting one time. And he was he was very adamant about just letting the numbers speak for themselves. And, uh, you know, statistically, he'll take the best available. So who's there right now? Well, uh, what? see, that's when you know people are capping because – what numbers are the most important for you? Because, like, that means he's going to take a quarterback because they got the most yards, they got the most touchdowns every single year. So, <laughs> and, and by, by the numbers, <laughs> you know, he should be taking a quarterback, right? He did take Pat Mahomes last year, first round, with the sixth overall pick. So you yeah. are 100% correct there. All right, if Pat Mahomes isn't there and Brandy doesn't take – take pat mahomes then i can see pun reverting back into drafting pat mahomes first round again yeah me too i think um he's gonna take mahomes and he's gonna end up with let me see who's the worst running back available yeah so if he takes pat mahomes he's gonna end up with tj yeldon as a starting running back That's tough, especially now with, <laughs> with with fourteen leagues. Like, I don't know if it's going to be very wise to to draft a quarterback in the first round. Um, but because hey. man, those guys that we were able to get on the wire are not going to be there this year. And you know, for our listeners, they may be thinking, "Hey, it's only two extra people." That makes a big difference because. Some weeks there's only one or two running backs worth getting, and now you've just increased that by 10%, you know? So, you know, instead of being the 12th person on the wire, you're back two more spots. So I definitely think um, 
Yeah, he's going to take Mahomes and fuck his season up that quick. (laughs) (laughs) Or we could just be saying that pun to get you not to draft Pat Mahomes. That way we could scoop him up. You know what I mean? But it's up to you. But the waiver wire, you already know we're going to have so many questions about how does the waiver wire work? I was first overall in the waivers. And how did did Cliff get it? It's like people don't really understand how the waiver wire works. Um, Exactly. Especially with two new teams, man. Like that is, it's going to be slim pickings, but that's why, you know, the draft is going to be so important for a lot of people. But, um, but yeah, Pat Mahomes, if Brandy doesn't get him. Exactly, man. So we got our boy, the dude, AKA Aaron, coming in at pick number 13. So, Aaron. So with Aaron, (laughs) you know what? I'm not too sure who he's going to pick, but I know it's going to be a questionable pick. Um, Aaron, you know, definitely got a a good amount of football knowledge, you know, smart dude in that aspect. Um, I feel like he's going to make a good pick, but not a great pick. Um, he may take a rookie running back. I could see him doing that, just kind of wanting to see the upside of a guy. So I've got him picking Najee Harris. You know, I, I see think, him uh, taking Najee, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, you know, Najee for me, he really I don't know about Alabama running backs. You know what I mean? Like they're probably the most boomer bust backs out of any university. Um they have so many open holes whenever they're in college, they really don't have to develop that setting up the runs or having patience, which you need in the league, which is, you know, something your boy Zeke had to do. But I would take him maybe second or third round, but not with the first pick. But I think Aaron's going to shoot his load and end up picking him first. I wouldn't be mad at him taking Najee Harris. Does Aaron watch, like, much football? I know that, you know, we had a hell of a time even getting him in the league. Um, Um. He's our opponent, so I'm going to say he doesn't, just for the jokes. Because <clears throat> <laughs> I, I could see him, if he if he plays it, you know, if he drafts smart, then maybe he sees Antonio Gibson right there, you know, the the Washington Football Club, or he sees, um, you know, Najee Harris, like you said, or even David Montgomery. Wouldn't be mad at, uh, you know, any of those picks, especially if it's best available at that point. You know, Because yeah. right now we're on the 14th pick, and he'll have a, you know, He'll have a back-to-back pick after this one, so he can go really however he wants to play it. I know we're just talking about first round. I don't want to give away my draft strategy, but I can see him taking, you know, Antonio Gibson. Okay. All right, man. Well, last but not least, we got our boy Cam. Uh, Greg, who do you got Cam picking up? Wait, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear Okay, sorry. <clears throat> oh, that's who we're missing. Okay, I see it. I have it uh, mixed up on my board. Cam is the last pick for 14th round, so he'll have the back-to-back. Yep. I, I thought Aaron was the 14th pick. Um, Cam. Cam says he's a Cowboys fan, but he's not going to take Amari Cooper right there. Hmm. Nope. Mm. All right. Who? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins? I really think... Cam is safe in the aspect 
to where he can draft a, you know, a wide receiver and a, and a running back here. And I think he's going to want to take a, a wide receiver as quick as possible. Cause by the time yep. he's back up again, it's going to be slim pickings, you know, yep. even for the third round. So I, I definitely feel Deandre Hopkins is going to cam. He's going to secure that pick with the Cardinals. Yep. And uh, he either goes two wide receivers here or, or a running back. I, I, I think he'd be crazy not to go running back here, but this is the same guy who drafted Saquon Barkley first overall pick last year. So who knows, you know? Yeah, man. And I agree with you, man. Uh, he had DeAndre on his team last year, which served him well. And, you know, we spoke uh, earlier about how people, you know, like a uh, reoccurring uh, players. So, you know, a lot of the picks, if possible, are going to be, you know, repeat players on the same rosters as last year. So I, uh, whenever I seen DeAndre right there, I was like, yeah, that's, that's Cameron's guy, which would be an excellent pick, uh, you know, over a thousand yards, close to double digit TDs, if not more, uh, real stable receiver, good hands. So yeah, I could uh, see that being his pick. How crazy is it, Cliff, that the, the Texans traded this guy away? I mean, <laughs> um, it's not it's not crazy at all. Whenever you think about having a loser mentality, like, oh my god, it they just need a clean house. Uh, yeah, man, who the fuck would trade a receiver that's that productive <laughs> that isn't in the media starting shit? Uh, haven't heard any reports of him being like wild in practice. He was just like, hey, Nothing. I'm the number one receiver. Can y'all pay me? We're like, what? Pay you? Fuck out of here. <laughs> Do you know who we are? We're the Houston Texans. You know, of course, we're yeah. going to mess this up for everybody, including yeah. our starting quarterback, who that's all he wanted. You know, all yep. Deshaun Watson wanted was, look, you know, we'll work the contract stuff out later. You know, just keep DeAndre Hopkins here. And it's like they did it. That was Bill, um, Bill O'Brien's last move, wasn't it? Before he got he got uh, he got fired. Right. <clears throat> yep. He traded him. Yeah, so it's like, all right, you know, there's a reason Deshaun Watson wasn't happy, and there's a reason why he doesn't want to stay with your organization anymore. And and uh, that's I, mm. the, what's yeah. going on with Deshaun Watson right now is is just it's complicated, I suppose. But I, I see him playing this year. I really do. Uh, same here. I think if they were going to suspend him, it would have happened by now for sure. Like. If a guy is, uh, I guess, kind of, how can I put it? Basically, if there was any implication that he for sure did that or a high probability, like, you can't have that dude around, like, your locker room, your training staff, like, anywhere near them. He should be in jail. So I think there's probably enough information or confidence that they can kind of ride this wave because they were trying to trade him to Philly, and, you know, they're going to do – their due diligence. So I don't think they would inquire about him if they felt like he was going to get suspended or even kicked out of the league indefinitely. That situation is complicated because it's like, uh, it's so like, yeah, I guess it, it feels like a smear campaign, but I don't like saying that because again, you want to believe it, these types of serious allegations are true. You know, like if, if so many people are saying, you know, that Deshaun Watson is this guy and even like, yeah, you know, some of them are lying, then that just derails, you know, everyone's whole argument. You know, if he is a scummy person, then let's get him, you know, yeah, let's, let's get him out. But it just, it seems like to me at least that 
the Texans are just just petty, I suppose. But. Yeah, and whenever uh, the lawyer who uh, is filing the charges against him is friends with the owner, you know, it just mm-hmm. it just kind of reads nasty. You know what I mean? So, yeah. All exactly. right. Exactly. All right. So but, now that okay, go ahead. Oh no, I just want to say one more thing on it. It's like, yeah, um, you know, we want to believe those allegations are true, and and we're not trying to take anyone's, you know, you know, the whole Me Too movement. You know, I want to believe them, I really do, but it's about whether what you can prove in the court of law, and if there are facts, there are pictures, there are all this other stuff. Then you know, yeah, let's get him out of the league. Totally agree. Yeah, and for me, I won't even deny it. I'm selfish. I don't want there to be humans on earth that are committing what he's being accused of. So I would rather those be lies than actual stories. So in my heart of hearts, I'd rather them just be like gold digging women versus him being able to do that to women. And it taken an absorbent amount of uh, participants to prove that he's doing that. Because in reality, man, it's so hard to, I guess, convict the person of power. And, you know, granted, he's only a football player, but anytime you make the amount of money he does, it's so hard. You know, if me and you are downtown, Robert Downey shoves us into a gutter, like, there's no way in hell we're going to be able to prove that he did that. Like, it's just impossible. So, you know, that's just a small scale of struggles that, you know, those women are probably dealing with if it's uh, proven to be true. So, you know, prayers up to both sides and you know, hopefully exactly. it gets sorted out. Exactly. All right, man. So now that we've gone over the draft, let's go ahead and talk about, you know what? Let's talk about the draft order. All right. So let's call it spade a spade. How many times do we think Chris pushed that fucking wheel before he got a pick that was not good, but good enough? Because... Oh. Because I'm going to tell you, Greg, it seems like he was like, hey, I don't want the first pick because it's going to appear grimy, but I need to be in the top half so that way I can get my guy. He at least, uh, you know, restarted that application, uh, I'm going to say, more than half a dozen times, you know, until he got the draft he wanted. I agree. For sure. I think think he did it at least six or seven times before he was like, you know what? I'm not mad at that. Oh, yeah. And you know what? What what a research went into getting that app because it seems like every year it's been like some rando shenanigan way to do the draft. Uh, you know, was the old school paper out of the bowl? Now it's getting into applications, which we know he's a tech dude. So man, I, I don't know, man. I'm a little suspicious of it. And we can't forget that first screenshot he took where he sh- where he shared with the league. This is then immediately when people were like you know what i'm not mad at that he said wait 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 actually guys this this isn't the final draft order um i don't know what you guys are talking about but it's going to happen yeah he was like hey i'm gonna be big as fuck so that way uh (laughs) (laughs) that way i can test the water see who's being active who's triggered and i can go from there so yeah man big cap hey if it sounds like a duck bro if it sounds like a duck yeah. So uh, what method would you like to see for the draft order? There were a lot of fun ones that uh, that Bonnet and I talked about um, with Kevin and Pun. And it was like, 
having an actual, I don't know how much time or money this would have, you know, would have, like we would have to spend on it, but you know, <laughs> like racing turtles. I know that was an idea, like racing actual turtles and oh, shit. Know, having 14 and whoever finished, you know what I mean? Or, um, or whatever animal you, you, you would like to use, but oh, I shit. like that idea. Yeah. Great. And I took my daughter to a pond today and there was a shit ton of turtles. We were feeding them bread and everything. Man, we can literally scoop those fuckers up and just put a trail of bread. <laughs> Bro, we'll wind up on the six o'clock news so fast. <laughs> yeah. Fucking the environmentalists would be on our ass so fast. Oh, bro. Peter would oh, shut us it. down, bro. And we canceled. Oh, real quick. Immediately. Like, oh, man, they're fighting turtles. <laughs> All types of shit, man. But, uh, that was one of the ideas that that Bonnet had thrown around that I was like, you know what? That sounds pretty cool and fun. Um, other than that, I think you said it before. You can't really trust these apps because you don't know if there's any way, you know, to, uh, to you know, stage the results, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think there should just be a simple rule. Like, for me, you know, the method isn't, you know, crazy. I actually like it. It's uh, real cool, clever, and you know, it kind of adds an element of surprise to it. Um, I would like to see at least one non-bonnet person present during the draft. So that way that person can live stream the uh, draft. So that way at least we got a little bit of uh, conclusive evidence that, you know, wasn't any uh, shenanigans. You know, and vice versa. I mean, I mean, do we even want to be arguing the draft results right now? Because I'm actually pretty happy with where I'm at. And I think you have a pretty good spot, too. Oh, I'm in a perfect spot uh, for I, me. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so I uh, lost my fifth pick uh, to Chris, you know. Um, but I think being as late as I am in the round, I can double up really well. And I'll be able to fuck over a few people's uh, picks down the line. So that's going to give me some trade bait that I can use during the season. Um, so I think strategically I've got a really good plan. Um, I've really been looking deep into the uh, quarterbacks this year. That's kind of been my thing. I think running backs, I'm basically just avoiding running back by committee teams, you know. Um, but I think uh, quarterbacks are going to be interesting. A lot of upside and a lot of rookies and, you know, players under uh, 25, 26. So, you know, you look at a dude like Josh Allen just got the bag. So I think uh, there's going to be a lot of depth there. So for me, uh, team depth is going to be important for the draft because, you know, as we spoke earlier, the wire is going to be null and void for the most part, unless you're a punter, Kevin, which are going to be like habitually at the bottom. Fred, I'll throw Fred up there, man. I don't even know how he's going to draft, but <laughs> I'm throwing him up there. I mean, you know what? I think Pun's going to have a better season than Fred, actually. Ooh. You know, looking at the trades, too, they really weren't that bad. I think Bonnet got a first round, uh, a fifth rounder out of you. Yeah. And what else? Hey, who did, what did Brandy get for trading um, Kyler Murray to Ethan? A six round pick. She that's got a six bad. round pick. Yeah, that, that's not too bad. I traded a seventh round pick for Ezekiel last year. Not That's not either. so bad. And then Brandy also got another fifth rounder from Robert for Miles Sanders. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, looking back on it, those 
those trades weren't so bad, you know. Um, yeah. Let's see. So the most they got out of it was like a 10th rounder. Bonnet got a 10th rounder from from Trevor. He traded away CD yep. Lamb. So, yeah. Hey, you can have all those picks. It, it, it's not going to matter unless you draft right. So Exactly. Because, I mean, as we noticed last year, the first and second picks of the draft literally got injured, like, immediately. So, you know. Oh, man. It's all about health is wealth, man. That was my championship last year too. If if C Max stays healthy, I really believe I made my you know my annual trade with with somebody. Usually it's been Rob mm-hmm. the past three years. Uh, yeah, it was a good it was a good trade. It was a great trade for Kareem Hunt and then just C Mac man. I just I wish he would have stayed healthy and yeah, or even he, you know Zeke. Bro, C Max so fucking fun to watch, man. Like goddamn, dude. I remember I seen him against USC back in college. And I'm like, ah, oh, that dude's going to be the truth, man. He had, like, 300 all-purpose yards, returned a kickoff for a touchdown. Like, dude was just fast as fuck. And, you know, he was in the same draft as Leonard Fournette. I was like, dude, if he wasn't white, for sure would have been the first pick of the draft. Like, dude was amazing. So fun to watch. I had him last year. And just he made watching fantasy football, you know, on Sundays just more exciting. Like, um, um. Yeah, I guess uh, more fun, I guess you could say. But exactly. Hell, man. I hope he falls to me. I mean, I know he probably won't. But, you know, for, for anyone listening out there, I don't know, man. He was hurt last year, so I'd stay away from C-Mac as much as oh, you can. for sure. Right? Yeah, I mean, ankle, ankle injury, bro. I mean, they're nonstop, so he can miss like 10 games, so do not draft him. I just <laughs> – I'd wait until at least the fifth round before you think about drafting C-Mac. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like a – Really, only a third down back catches out of the backfield. Like, <laughs> you know, Fred's gonna hear this and be like, "Yeah, man, that's yeah, good point, guys. Good point." <laughs> oh, for sure. It's fucking his notepad is filled up. <laughs> for sure, man. Man, um, I really don't think C Max gonna drop any. There's no reason why he shouldn't be number one overall. There's no, I don't know what Cameron was thinking last year. Yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> like, I, think, <laughs> like, but I, I think we talked him out of it too, Doc. I, is oh, that damn. what happened? I just remember thinking, "There's no way he drafted Saquon. There's no way." Yeah, but, coming off a fucking ankle injury or some shit, whatever it was, Saquon hasn't played like a full season ever, dog. Like that was just bad math. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! I mean, it's not like it worked out for me either. I guess he he did end up getting hurt, but still, yeah. I just. I think even before that, there's no reason you don't take C-Mac number one. Like, bro, bro, no reason. Greg, I would rather wreck a Ferrari than to never have one. Like, that's my mindset. Damn, exactly. Exactly. Now, um, one thing I want to talk about as well is going to be defenses. So, for the most part, defenses are not the most important, something that kind of, you know, kind of blows in the wind. Um you know, myself and others are usually the ones to find the shittiest team in the league, switch defenses if you don't have the number one, and, you know, just try to play a numbers game. Get that extra 8 to 10 points, maybe get lucky and get 20. But with 14 teams, a cluttered wire, will we see teams picking defenses uh, sooner than later? I think those teams who know a little – 
something about like fantasy football defenses. I think the good the good teams are going to be looking at like the Washington Football Club. I mean, what Ron what Riverboat Ron has done in Washington is truly impressive, you know. And to build that kind of defense is Washington a a a top two defense? I don't know. I mean, I know that as a Dallas fan, I'm scared to play against that defense. Tw- you know, twice a year. Um, but I could see some teams who do think that way, you know, taking a chance on the Washington football club. It's just like, what other teams out there do you think would be, you know, would draft higher than their, you know, typical average? Um, so I could see Chris for sure trying to get a stout defense earlier than later. I think right around like the, mm, Ninth to tenth round, I think that's when people are going to see the running backs getting thin, the receivers getting thin. Uh, hopefully, they have their quarterback by then. But um, yeah, I'd say ninth or tenth round is really whenever people are going to start, uh, you know, scooping the defenses. And it's one of those scenarios to where once the first person picks one, you'll see it five consistent defenses get scooped up, and then at that point, you really just got to evaluate if the defense you're picking at that point in time is you know, worth the, you know, collecting them at that time. Well, we know Toby's going to take the Dallas Cowboys defense first. The Cowboys defense will be the first defense taken in our draft. Um, 100%. Thanks to Toby. If he's going to get a round six, (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying, man, I really don't know, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, because I I can see him taking like Blake Jarwin or somebody like around then. So I'll, I'll give him, Sixth or seventh round. If CD's okay, yeah. If CD's not there in that with that fifth pick, or not even CD, man, Michael Gallup, he'll take Gallup too. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is okay. If we give Toby the first round pick, Ezekiel Elliott, he's taking Amari Cooper round two, and then round three, Dak. Oh, he's Prescott. taking Dak. Over, oh, he's taking Dak over Cooper. You think he's taking Dak second? Yeah, I I, I can see that too for sure. Yeah. God, Toby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I love it, though. I do, man. I think that's what makes our our league so unique is that, you know, there's someone like a Toby in our league and that it's just – it's hilarious, man. It really is. Who who did he last year? He took Amari Cooper round two last year. Not a bad pick. Took Dak Prescott number one. Terrible pick. God, it could have been – man, you know what? Dak was killing – Killing. Like, I think he beat Cam with Dak. Like, I think Dak put up, like, a stupid game, like, 40 points or something crazy. So, you know. know, Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, Dak, whenever he's, like, super hot, man, he can put up some crazy numbers. But, you know, uh, man, they got to run with Dak more. You know, not to, you know, kind of talk about the Cowboys, but Man, if they could do more read option shit, like Dak's probably a step or two slower than Russell Wilson. So, man, do some read option stuff. Just do something to make the defense collapse so that way he can get out in the open field and get those easy on the roll throws in the flats and, you know, be able to chunk it down the field. So, one thing I would like to see the Cowboys do is kind of expand their offense to let him, you know, use his physical attributes instead of sit in the pocket and get smoked. And, you know, this year, Cliff, I'm thinking, like, 
there's a reason Dak got hurt last year and all throughout his career. You know, you know, Romo gets hurt. Dak takes takes over the starting position his rookie year. And what we never saw from Dak, and I'm very surprised that no one on the coaching staff was yelling at this dude on the sidelines. Like, he refused to go down, and that's not bad. But you don't want to see your starting quarterback going out there and, and, and fighting for that, for that extra two or three yards, you know, because that's why we saw Dak get hurt. And it, it felt to me that, that it wasn't that sense of urgency from the coaching staff or even Jerry Jones, man, like, hey, dude, get down, like, just slide you know, or yeah. just don't take the extra yards. Cause you know, we were all so enamored by, you know, Dax, um, his bro, his legs are like tree trunks, you know? Uh, and, and, so I think that no one really thought that Dak would get hurt because just how, you know, you know, how in shape he is, but. Um, uh, you know what? I think it's because he was a later pick. He has that mindset. And what I mean by that is you look at Patrick Mahomes, you look at Deshaun Watson, you look at Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, like all the dudes were picked in the first round and they know how valuable they are. They either slide or they go out of bounds or they do anything to make sure there isn't a lot of contact for them. Whenever you have a guy like Dak, who was a later pick, he feels like every play he's got to prove that he's worthy. You know, he's got to show his toughness, uh, you know, he appears to be a great motivator and, you know, seeing your quarterback hustling and getting those extra yards is, you know, can be the motivator for a team. But at the end of the day, it's better to have it third and one versus, you know, getting that extra yard and getting that first down, like live to play another snap is, you know, the mindset hopefully he can adopt. That, you know, going down with that gruesome injury last year, it, Reminded me a lot of, um, you know, Pete Carroll, whenever Russell Wilson first started out in the league, mm. you know, he would he would be yelling on the sidelines for Russell whenever he didn't slide. Like, dude, get the fuck down, like get down yeah. or, or or I'm going to bench you. And I, I remember, you know, I'm pretty sure it was Pete Carroll, but he yeah. implemented that in his in his head. Like, dude, if like if you don't get down, I'm going to pull you. And I'm going to sit you for a couple of series until you understand that you need to get like the last thing we need as a Seahawks organization is for you to get hurt. And yep. that's the only thing that I wish people in Dak's circles, you know, told him. It's like, dude, just get down, you know, and it's no surprise he got hurt. It's because we all thought that, you know, Dak was, you know, Superman out there, you know, right. and and it happened, you know, so I, I, I want him to use him in some creative ways, but I just want Dak to know, like, just get down, bro. Get down. Yep. Get down or lay down. Exactly, man. All right. So let me see. Oh, yeah. So last but not least, our topics are going to be kickers. Are they valuable? Are they not? Where do they go? Uh, man, how, how are you feeling about kickers, man? When do you think they're going to start uh, getting removed as long as we're not counting, you know, um, you know, kickoffs, then I think we're fine. I think the league done changed the rules enough to where we're not seeing kickoff returns anymore. Um, right. As for straight points, I think kicker is a valuable position. Of course, you know, I, I think that you need to have your eye on some legitimate, consistent kickers who not only can you know, one hundred percent hit it within like the thirty yarders. But like yeah. who, who you're confident going back there for a 50 yarder, 
You know, like, yeah. oh, he's going to nail this. So if you can find yourself a kicker like that, I'm not sure what round they would start going in. But I do think that it's it should be a high pro- priority. I don't think you should be mi- mixing and matching your kicker every week. I think you need a, a legitimate number one. Oh, same here. Yeah, kicking is such a refined art form to where there's only maybe five to ten guys who are, like, consistently knocking it down, you know, and uh, points matter. You know, uh, say if you're on a team that's scoring a lot of touchdowns, yeah, you're going to get those one points here and there, but you really need a kicker on the team that can't score for shit in the red zone. You know, so those are typically guys that I'm kind of targeting, you know, a team that really can never just punch it in, just struggles in the red zone, but, you know, they're getting kicks. So, yeah, I think uh, kickers are valuable. Um, round, uh, I could see round 10 to 11. You know, uh, whoever gets that first kicker, they're probably going to, you know, start flooding the boards after that. You know, um, I think Justin Tucker is probably going to be the first kicker. I mean, dude's like fucking, oh, man, super strong leg, great accuracy. Like, uh, yeah, I think Tucker's going to be that dude. Then after that, people are really just going to go by uh, the rankings and then, you know, go from there. There was a surprising one that I know will probably be first first kicker taken. Um, I have my own a few kickers, so I don't mind – you know, talking about the kickers, so to speak. But Youngway Koo, man, played phenomenal last year. Um, oh, yeah. The Falcon, he, nailed, he was 100% on his 50-yard field goals, went 8 for 9 on, on his 40 through 49-yard field goals, and just an overall field goal percentage of 94.9. You know, he was one pick that I, I scooped him up after I, I think Bailey got hurt early in the year. And then Young Hui yeah. Koo, and then Young Hui Koo got hurt, you know, for I think a couple of weeks, three weeks. And Rob picked yeah. him up, and that was the one that I wish I never let go because, man, Koo was fantastic. But I, like I said, I think there's at least six other good kickers out there that I would put in the same, um, in the same kind of you know skill category as Young Hui. Yep. Yeah, and I think he got a special teams player of the month or some shit like that for, you know, kicking his ass off. So, yeah, man, uh, definitely a guy to eye as well. Um, you know what? Let's go ahead and tackle one more topic. Who do you think is going to be the best player out of the first round? Like, a, so a player that you think will be picked in the first round who isn't going to have a good season this year? <clears throat> I got to go Saquon Barkley. I don't, uh, you know, I, re- I was talking to my little brother and uh, I remember telling him like, look, I remember a time in the NFL and especially fantasy football where if a running back went down with an ACL injury, an MCL tear, that that was it for them, you know? And yeah, maybe in the past we saw who Dalvin Cook is the biggest one that comes to mind right now. Um, Adrian Peterson, of course, whenever he had, he almost had that record breaking year. Yeah. Um, you know, so those types of running backs is I know Saquon Barkley is 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 the talk at the Giants organization. But yeah. when you add in the dysfunction dysfunctionality of Joe Judge and the Giants organization, I mean, you already have so it's terrible. And my prediction is that Jason Garrett is going is going to be head coach of the of the New York Giants. And it's specifically because Joe Judge has no control over that locker room, man. And we're seeing it right now in, in, in training camp, you know? And yep. I think that Saquon Barkley is going to hurt because of that. I don't know if, if Danny Dimes is 
the type of quarterback that Jason Garrett needs him to be, but he'll try to mold him into it. Uh, and you got, you know, your biggest uh, free agent signing uh, this offseason, uh, Kenny Galladay. Now he's hurt again with his hamstring, same hamstring. So, yeah, uh, I think Saquon, man, I think my number one for that type of category would be a bust. I think Saquon's going to be a bust this year. Oh, man. You know what? I co-signed you with that for every point that you made. And also, I think they basically bet the house on Saquon, and they didn't do shit else to kind of address it. They haven't done a whole lot of O-line upgrades. Danny Dimes was probably one of the worst picks ever. Um, I mean, I just don't see Saquon being able to kind of carry the load. Uh, Injury prone, he's super big super shifty like physical attributes uh, i mean he's got everything you need can catch run speed power but you know that's going to be his downfall you know so i man i don't think he's gonna go all 16 games and if he does it's gonna be a maybe a thousand yard season but you know a thousand yards really won't get you into the playoffs you know that's 12 points here and there you know what i mean so yeah, I think Saquon's going to be the guy who disappoints uh, whoever picks him up this season. I just don't trust any of the uh, NFC's trash, man. Besides the Cowboys, uh, I think within that division, it's so hard to, you know, bet your fantasy football season on a first-round pick coming from any of those organizations. But I think Zeke is the only one um, that would be proven to be uh, – a top pick in that situation. I think Zeke's the only person you take in the NFC's first round. I don't think there's anyone else. Like in that division, I mean, sorry. Yeah, yeah, in that division, <clears throat> yeah, I would go yeah, Zeke being the only one. Yeah. Maybe so. Amari Cooper. Like, a, he's still mm-hmm. a borderline top 10 receiver. You know, a great route runner and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, yeah, those would be the guys out of that. And, shit. I think that will conclude this week's episode, man. Was there anything else you want to get off your chest before we head out? Yeah, one thing about the NFC East. I know that, you know, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, of course. So I'll say the Cowboys are going to win it every year. And I'll put the Cowboys above every organization in the NFC East. So maybe there are some names. Antonio Gibbs be a first-rounder. Um, Saquon Barkley, of course, he's going to be a first-rounder. I think he's going to be a bust. Who else? Amari Cooper, like you said. I think Cooper is a good first-round pick. Um, but anyone from the Eagles, you think? Uh, nobody from the Eagles off top, but I think they're going to struggle a lot anyway. Like, I think their head coach is going to get fired. I think, um, yeah, they're not looking like a team that's really has any sense of direction. Like, I mean, their number one pick is out for like five to six weeks. Like, uh, man, they just cannot get receivers right in the draft. So I don't know, man. Yep. Oh, you know what? One thing I forgot too. Uh, Trey Lance is he going to start? Trey Lance Bears, right? No way. Uh, Trey Lance, uh, he was the pick of the Forty ers from North Dakota State. He's going up against Jimmy G. That was surprising to me, man. So what? I guess they're done with the Jimmy G experience. Yeah, and that didn't take long. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I like Jimmy G. And I don't know if it was because of that interview he had with uh, Aaron. What's her name? 
Aaron Andrews. <laughs> Aaron Andrews, yeah. I don't know if that's oh. what made me, you know, a fan of his. But, you know, how can you not like the guy? I mean, he seems like he was quarterback material. So to even hear that there's a discussion, maybe a QB switch, I – I don't think Trey Lance starts. I think that's still Jimmy G's team to lose, whether it's he gets hurt or, you know, he just performs poorly. But I really don't think he is, man. I think that Jimmy G will be the starter there and and San Fran. All right, man. Perfect. <clears throat> well, I mean, there's definitely a few other things I'd love to get into, but, you know, we'll have to save that for a later episode because I don't want us to reveal too much from our board, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. for sure. No doubt, man. Well, well shit, Greg. You know, okay. It was fun, man. It was fun. You know, be sure to send the invite. I'd love to, you know, uh, hop on as a guest anytime. Uh, you know, you guys knew me. Uh, always enjoy talking with you. Yeah, no doubt, man. I appreciate you coming through, and thanks for blessing the podcast with your presence. And, yeah, we're out. Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl. <laughs> <Tap me. laughs> Later, man. Peace.